gonna slap my face a bit. <laughs> We've been up for like 20 minutes. Okay. <sighs> All right, you're a pro, Kyle. Come pro. <laughs> oh, uh, Do you want to right. go to the trailer for a while to relax? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. And I want M&Ms with only the yellow M&Ms. Only, uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Please. Okay, in three, two, one. All right, welcome to Movie Club. I'm Kyle. I'm Davinia. And I'm Miro. And today we're talking about the 2006 experimental film from David Lynch, Inland Empire, starring not quite a cast here. A lot of David Lynch regulars, but Laura Dern, Justin Theroux, and Henry Dean Stanton, Grace Zabriskie, Jeremy Irons was in there. Good cast. How to summarize this one. It's a three-hour film about a woman in trouble. That's it? Okay. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Now, so you summarize three-hour movie with a single tagline. Yeah, and it's funny because that was the only thing that David Lynch would apparently say about the film and what it was about. Whoever was doing the marketing or with the distribution of the film, they didn't understand anything about it. So they just used bad as the tagline for the film, a woman in trouble, because <laughs> they didn't know what else to, <laughs> how else to market it or what else to say about it. And David Lynch is famously not one to explain his intentions and work. So there we go. On the surface level, it seems like it's a story about an actress who's going to be taking a role in a film that we find out has a cursed history and the lines between her and the character and other people in her life, they begin to blend and blur into each other. And it's kind of just a nightmarish descent into something or other. <laughs> so. <laughs> It's a tough one. It's a tough one to describe. Yeah. That's the basics of it. A woman in trouble. That sums it up, doesn't it, Mira? Isn't that enough? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to sum it up. I would never pick this, so I don't have to describe this. When I watched it, I was thinking, yeah, what the fuck, Kyle? Uh -huh, <laughs> this is right. another one of your top choices, I would say. This is art, okay? Okay. And I appreciate it, but this type of art... Is not for me, and I did not like it. It was received like 6.8 out of 10 uh, on IMDb. And I think it was received that well only because it was done by David Lynch. Only famous and successful people can afford to produce this and have it somewhat successful. I would compare it to regular art in gallery. You see different kind of paintings. Some of them are perfect accurate some of them are abstract and some of them are bullshit like a single dot in the in the middle of the <laughs> of a canvas and mm. this kind of bullshit can only pass if you already have some work behind you and everybody would say suddenly oh wow that's very interesting very inspiring itself this right. i feel is exactly the same for this movie three hours mm. three yeah. fucking hours <laughs> even david lynch called it very experimental. He called Laura Dern and asked her, hey, do you want to come over and experiment? <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, let's let's slap something together. He described the usual process of making a movie is that you do a script, you go through it, make it all fit together into your own image, what you want to achieve, and then you go and do the scenes. He did it differently. He had an idea, wrote it down, and go shoot it immediately. And then that three-hour thing that we watched is the sum of his experiments and different scenes that he shot. But what's wrong with experimenting? Nothing is wrong with experimenting. He can do whatever he wants. 
I don't like this result. I'm glad I watched it and I will never watch it again. And I don't recommend it. <laughs> That's my opinion of this art experimental. You don't think it's even worth someone seeing and they're not worth anyone's time. Unless, look, I, I am an average viewer, okay? I'm not like deep into cinema and how it's made and maybe do some of my own movies. If you are a really a creator or a student, I think it might be beneficial. But if you are an average viewer, just wants to watch something interesting, no. It wasn't interesting to you at all? No, not at all. Because uh, let's move to uh, another one of my points. Nonsensical dialogue. <laughs> completely nonsensical i'm not sure if that's true but okay oh, oh my god have you listened uh, to, for example i don't even ha know how to refer to individual scenes you can't mm -hmm. this is horrible now yeah i <laughs> see how it worked up I mean, it's, <laughs> yeah i know if only there was like a comic book character in it with like internationally approved jokes or something then it would be easily digestible by all you can have layered, complicated movie that is understandable and it doesn't have to be approved. It doesn't have to be international. It can be new, interesting, layered, complicated movie that will make you introspect, think. And this was just scene after scene of what David Lynch thought would be interesting. Half of the time I was thinking of other movies we'd seen because a lot of the imagery is similar. A lot of the flashing lights and the colors and stuff. So like I was almost more paying attention to that to some degree. I was intrigued. I wanted to know what was going on. Let it, me make a note of that flashing lights. I didn't think I have epilepsy, but <laughs> this really made me slightly sick when I was watching that. I mean, some of those flashing. There was one scene there. for me too that was quite hard to keep my eyes in the screen. Yeah. For sure. Mm. Only one though. Overall, again, I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just me. Okay, you know? but what you said is that you wanted to know what's going to happen. How did you manage to follow any storyline? That's a thing. Like once you've seen other David Lynch movies, you kind of learn some of his cues. I was looking for those okay. most of the time. I intentionally threw this in here as a bomb to mix things <laughs> up. Not a bomb in terms of a bad film, but a bomb oh, well. on Miro because I knew... <laughs> <laughs> I knew that because he's such a Philistine. I didn't pick it thinking that it would actually be your favorite movie of all time. Of course not. No. <laughs> well, I just uh, would at least hope you have an open mind and don't just write it off. I watched it and then I wrote it off. Right. <laughs> Look, as, as Davinia said, she watched some of the David Lynch movies and she knows how to decode it. This is my point. Mm. Why do I have to learn you don't have to. You, you don't, don't have to. Okay, just... well, I went there without any preparation, and I have yeah. no idea. Okay. It was confusing and very hard to understand. And there are a few storylines that are clear, but then the rest is just mishmash. How long until you threw your hands up in frustration and said, it's just nonsense? Did you try to think about it? Of course I did. It was a mix between me sighing and like, oh my God, and thinking, what the fuck is happening here? And I was really thinking hard until Nikki, played by Laura Dern, got the role. And there is a, some discernible storyline there. And then it all falls apart when, as you mentioned, the role and her real life start to blend together. Mm -hmm. And that's when I was already very desperate. I'll just throw it out there since you haven't seen any of his <laughs> other films that this is not a typical David Lynch film, I would say. Although... It has many hallmarks of other David Lynch films. This is his most surreal and difficult film 
So you didn't even give me a starter, you just throw me in? No, yeah, I just threw you in the deep end here. <laughs> yeah. Well, after this, I think you'll love any <laughs> other major David Lynch film compared mm-hmm. to Definitely. this in terms of understanding what's going on. Yeah. And I think you definitely you don't need to know David Lynch to get something out of the film. Yeah. There's a lot of winks to other films of his and things like that, but they're not necessary to quote unquote understand it. I think it is much more of a feeling type movie. I think it's supposed to evoke feelings in you. I think confusion and those kind of negative feelings that you had may very well be somewhat intentional or expected. I don't think David Lynch is sitting there going, oh, well, this is, you know, everyone. This makes perfect sense. Yeah. I don't think that's his goal with this film to make perfect sense. I think that's part of it. So I would just say that I think he probably accomplished his artistic goals here. He shot this on these kind of video DVR cameras or or am I saying that? I don't know what I'm talking about, but they're not normal traditional film cameras. They're like HD cameras or something Um, relatively new at the time. And he famously swore he would never use film again because it didn't allow him to dream and experiment enough. With a lot of this, he was just there with the actors, just him and the camera. There's not necessarily a crew of 100 people behind him and a catering table and stuff. And I think here he was making a film that had no need for any kind of studio approval or anyone to say, oh, you should edit this out or not. He was very frustrated with the film industry at this point. Maybe retire after this and just do some short films or something. Of course, like years and years after this film, about 11 years, we got the brilliant third season of Twin Peaks, which is almost universally critically acclaimed. When I watch this film as a David Lynch fan, I feel like it's almost a send-off for him. And if it had been his last film, I think it would be quite an appropriate one. Even the end of the film feels like a celebration with the song and the dancing. Thematically, it feels like a culmination of his work. Finally free from any studio stooge trying to tell him no one's going to understand this, you can't do this. He doesn't care about that. He has an idea and he wants to make it. It's great not to care about the viewers and what they think and what they understand. That's not right. Also, if you will ever hear David Lynch interviewed, he's the sweetest, kindest man you could ever hope to meet. So it's nothing malicious against you as the viewer. He's trying to show you something that other films don't show you. I'm trying to engage with you in ways that other films don't engage with you that are afraid to. It's like the difference between friends. They're your friends when you're going out to get a drink, but if you have a problem, they're not around. They're not your real friends. That's like most films. David Lynch, I think, actually cares more about you than most filmmakers do. I did not feel like that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. The man's a treasure, an absolute treasure. Thank God there's people willing to take risks and dream a little bit in cinema still i don't understand where these praises are coming from what did he achieve by this movie did he tell a story did he convey emotions uh did he what did he do you didn't feel anything during the film the film didn't give you any kind of feeling or atmosphere or you weren't kind of transported not feeling is very hard for us you feel something every time and this movie i don't know if this was his point to convey confusion, sometimes even discuss frustration. And I don't know, all these kind of feelings, do you think this movie was supposed to convey? Or what did you get from it? There's a strangeness to it. I'm not necessarily bored when I watch it. I don't think it's the most exciting film to watch, but I think that feeling of trying to understand something is interesting. 
the frustration, but, and yet something new is always coming at you all the time and trying to make sense of it and trying to understand what you're seeing and hearing and trying to find the coherence in it, I think is definitely part of it, whether it's there or not, ultimately. And I think it's more of an experience. Have you seen a film quite like this before? Uh, yes. Yes. A uh, very similar one. Uh, I don't know if you remember it. Uh, Stalker, something like that. It's not, it's oh. not really like Stalker. No, of course not. This was worse, but it had similar elements in a way that it was confusing and frustrating at the times. What did you get from it, Davinia? Lots of feelings. I was scared many times mm -hmm. for what was going to happen to her. And also I got frustrated because it's obviously complicated to understand and to follow around and what's going on. I don't think I ever felt that many positive feelings, to be yeah. honest with you. Yeah. Because it is definitely a nightmare. That's how it feels like, for yeah. sure. That's my sentiment as well. And also, what is her hard time? <laughs> Right? That's yeah, well, my frustration. Is she a failing actress, good actress? Uh, is she a prostitute? Uh, what? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, what? Is she sleeping with him? Is she not sleeping with him? Ah. Everything blends together. It's a blur, which is so interesting. I find it interesting. Mira, don't you want to know what it means? Yes. And that's frustrating because I know I will not get it from him. Yeah. From that that's moment. life, is it, though, isn't it? And that's my point. I get this enough from life. Why do I have mm. to submit myself to this, even in my free time uh, when I watch something? That's why I pick what I pick, because I want to have humor, fun, comedy, and something nice. It's a pause between horrible events in life. That's something the Catholic Church would say like 500 years ago. Your paintings do not uplift the spirit enough or something like that. Like, it's okay <laughs> to wallow in some of the negativity. Also, the film at the end is quite a celebration with a very vibrant song and music going on, as if we've come through the other end of a difficult experience mm -hmm. together. Why are you comparing me to the church? I'm not denouncing it. I'm just saying I don't like it. <laughs> no, and he's saying that if it wasn't for this club, he probably wouldn't pick that. It's just that it's a couple hours of your time. And just because it doesn't coddle you and make you feel like everything is going to be okay. You can do whatever mm. you want. I'm not banishing this. And I don't think it shouldn't be made. <laughs> this is yeah. just not my type. But what's your aversion to not having all the answers to everything? I think that's just... I don't know, maybe some form of OCD. As for me, I prefer things more open-ended. And so I think of the <laughs> ultimate contrast to this, at least in Movie Club, that we've done for the podcast. You said you like open-ended things. I don't mind open-ended things, but these mm. were several open-ended scenes that <laughs> didn't mm. fit together. What are the best things you could say about it? The best thing yeah. to me, I liked the music. Okay, the sound was fine. The actors were phenomenal i oh, okay. can't imagine how somebody would act you don't have a clear direction there what i'm going to do what i'm supposed to think i'm guessing david lynch just consulted this with the actors right there on the spot this is what i want to achieve and they went and did it and i think yeah this kind of work just wow i think he's like a very empathetic director he often uses a lot of the same actors again and again the actors that like him really like working with him i'll say that and they'll do anything for him, like Laura Dern here. I think the acting is a high point of the film as well. And there's also some bad acting that's like purposely bad. It's very interesting to go back and watch some of the making of this film and to see an artist like David Lynch trying to... I mean, there's definitely points where he was sure that the whole thing was a failure 
that he didn't know what was going on. He's there with you in a sense, which I think is deliberate for the film. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I'm glad I'm not alone. Do you want to give us your interpretation? Well, give us. I think it's more of a film that you should experience yourself or not if you're not open to trying to see something odd or strange or out of the normal. But you should make up your own mind and you can be your own, as David Lynch would say, your own little detective, which we all are in life, trying to figure out what things mean. He's always referred to as a director that makes these films that don't make any sense. Although, Miro, because this is your first one, I think that you would probably say that's true. However, I would argue that his other films are actually pretty clear in -hmm. terms of plot, character, script. They were all more traditional films. There's one or two that maybe are harder than just, Mm -hmm. oh yeah, it worked. But most of them, you can follow a plot and the characters and what's going on most of the time. The only way I can make any sense out of it for myself is that we're actually witnessing like a nightmare of the main character. I would argue this is probably the closest to an actual dream or nightmare that's on film. A lot of his other films have to do with dreams, but they don't feel like dreams. But this has like dream logic. This has characters don't look the way they should. Uh, you know, it's like, oh, you were in the dream, but ah, but you looked like someone else, but I knew it was you. And there's lots of that going on. And like, do you recognize me? And I think in her mind and in her dream and nightmare, she's mixing herself up with the original person that the original movie was based on, with the actress that was in the original movie, with her own character, with herself. And so basically it's like the results of like her mind in this situation while having like a nightmare. As soon as we wake up, we struggle to put together the symbolism and have them make sense. And I think so. I think a lot of the things do make sense when thought of that way. And I think there's things that don't make sense. And that's particularly because that's how it works. Kind of, there are things that are just inexplicable in your dreams or like I was in my house, except it, it wasn't my house. It was the library, you know, but it was your house. Like, how do you depict that? How do you, those kind of weird feelings and stuff. When does the dream starts the whole dream or. Yeah, well, that's, and I would say that's what's not clear to me. We have this weird meta thing of the original actress or the at least the Polish girl. I don't know if she was the one the story is based on or if she was the actress. Mm-hmm. And she's watching all of the events that we're seeing. So it may actually be her dream. I'm not sure. I just know it's someone's nightmare. And I think it's the main character's nightmare. There is also a lot of stuff around prostitution. I don't know if that's because she's a an adulteress or if maybe in her life she really was a prostitute in hollywood before she became an actress before her husband mm, if it's a dream that can be just a lust inside her or you know sure, exactly. thoughts that you yeah. have yeah. yeah in the night mm-hmm. right i agree so i'm not saying nothing i'm saying is 100 percent certain with this movie nothing is 100 percent certain but i this makes sense to me thank <laughs> you you calmed my mind <laughs> okay. <laughs> because if it's a dream then it makes sense Let's move to the ratings part. All right. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So I chose it. So I'll go first. I do like the film, but it is probably my least favorite David Lynch film. And it's definitely the one that I've seen the least, but I respect it. And I think it's worth a watch for people that are interested in cinema. I give it a seven. And I appreciate experimentation and boldness. To remain true to yourself as an artist in Hollywood, I think must be a very difficult thing. I respect it. We respect it, 7 out of 10. Davinia, how do you respect it? No one kill me, please. 7 out of 10 as well. That's my girl. 
I love the movie in one way or another, even though, again, there's no easy answers and I was scared half the time and frustrated. I like it. Not enough to give it more. I think I need a second watch someday Yeah. to maybe give it more. All right. I will stay true to myself. It's very hard yes. in the movie club. <laughs> and no, you should. I will not compromise and I will give it two out of 10. Two out of 10, this guy. <laughs> A two out of ten. A two out That's of ten. so low. Two out of ten, dude. Like, yes. why two? Why not five out of ten? Because it's not worth watching. Two out of ten. Ridiculous. No compromise. Nothing redeemable about this except for the music and the actors, which is not enough. I don't recommend it. This is not something that regular people want to watch. Regular people. So who's it for then? It's for. Students of film, makers of film, and these kind of people that are really deep into it. Not mm. an average Joe that comes from work and wants to just watch something. That's really something I don't recommend. And there you have it, folks. You just heard our review of the movie Inland Empire. Our average rating for this movie is 5.3 out of 10. Tell us what you thought of this episode on Twitter, at movieclub underscore pot. We would be happy if you would rate us as well on your favorite podcast platform, where you can also find more movie reviews by The Movie Club. You can join The Movie Club and support us by visiting our Patreon page and subscribing to one of our membership tiers. The links for all of that will be in the description of this episode. Next week, we'll be talking about There Will Be Blood. Tune in. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.